Today, I wanted to dive in deep into a personal story of mine and how that personal story has actually, well, it started out as one of my biggest challenges, but it became one of my biggest strengths and my biggest gifts that helped me every single day in relating to other people, in helping them get results, in helping coaching and guiding and so many other things. This has become one of my biggest strengths, but it did not come easy. Welcome to Sovereign Solutions, a lifestyle podcast for your soul. I am your host, Cody Ann Smith. I'm a spiritual advisor and teacher who is passionate about helping you master your life, upgrading your energy, answering your highest calling, and leaving a legacy that powerfully impacts the world. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for your gift of presence and for spending your quality time and energy here with me on the show. It really just means the world to me and I want to let you know that I really appreciate it. Today I wanted to dive in deep into a personal story of mine and how that personal story has actually, well, it started out as one of my biggest challenges, but it became one of my biggest strengths and my biggest gifts that helped me every single day in relating to other people, in helping them get results, in helping coaching and guiding and so many other things. This has become one of my biggest strengths, but it did not come easy. And I know that each one of you guys also have some of these experiences as well. My intention is to share my story so that maybe it will spark something inside of you so that you can see where your biggest strengths are. Now, of course, this does take some inner exploring, and sometimes you get the big epiphany right away, and other times it takes time. Also, I wanted to say that in this episode, I will be talking about trauma, but I also want to say as a disclaimer that I am in no way a doctor. I'm not claiming to be a doctor. I do not specialize in trauma or those kinds of things. I am simply sharing my experience. Um, I've also done a lot of research myself. So yes, I will be using some terms that maybe they use in in psychology. Uh, only in reference, though, to describe what I have experienced. So to give you guys some context, I'm going to give you guys a quick backstory that will lead up to... Uh, what I really want to get through here. So when I was born, I was born early due to domestic violence. I was born blue. Uh, I suffered other complications. I had a hole in my heart, a hole in my lung. I had breathing problems. And then I had to be in an incubator. And then after that, I was have I, I would have seizure activity. So all of that was how I kind of started life, right? That's how I was born into this world. Um, both of my parents, they had a really intimate relationship with alcohol, and uh, there was a lot of violence growing up. So between the ages of zero and eight or nine, I lived in World War III, pretty much. There was always something. So naturally, my body had a fight or flight response due to my living environment, right? 
So as you can imagine, uh, I never felt really safe just going through a single day. And I ended up developing some coping mechanisms that helped me stay safe back then, but they really shown to be a huge challenge later on in life. And one of the ways that I would cope with all that chaos and all that constant stress was that I would dissociate. So basically, I wasn't feeling embodied and I would lose time and I wouldn't be very present at all. And it was quite a battle to actually be present because I never knew when there would be something else that would cause me to be startled, which would send like this cold shockwave through my entire body when there'd be loud noises or when somebody would yell or when I didn't know what to expect, right? Later, of course, I learned that this was actually called soul loss and that's a whole different story, but it's really interesting to be able to look at to be able to look at how I reacted from a psychological perspective with dissociation and then from more of a spiritual side of things, which would be like soul loss. So that's one of the big ways that I coped with living in World War III. And the second way that I coped was to keep the peace. And I would tell people all the time that a lot of my childhood wasn't play and having fun, it was trying to keep the peace. In order for me to be able to keep the peace, I had to keep my body in a constant hyper-aware state, right? So I would pay attention to my environment. I would study the people around me. I would feel into the energy and I would be able to notice before anybody in the room when somebody was in distress. And a lot of the time it was before like my mom or dad even knew that they were stressed out, but I had a keen sense of awareness when it came to reading body language because that kept me safe. And I knew that in order for me to be able to be the peacekeeper, that I had to be able to sense when something was off. And so what I did was when I noticed that somebody was getting stressed out or I could just kind of sense the tension in their muscles or the pupils dilating and I could just sense the whole energy of the room shifting. Well, in order for me to avoid an explosion of chaos, I would ask what it was that I could do to help before even they knew that something was wrong with them, right? That, That they were in a mood or that something was about to go down. And I would be hyper aware of that. And that was my way of keeping the peace was intervening when I thought that something bad was going to happen in order to stay safe. And if you really look into this, this is what soldiers deal with on a daily basis when they're out in war is that they're hyper vigilant. They're always paying attention to their environment and looking for a threat. And that was me as a child. And so I grew up like this and I learned really, really quickly how to be who I needed to be in order for everything to flow in quote unquote harmony, even though there wasn't much harmony, but at least there wasn't complete and utter chaos. As you can imagine, this has some 
very big implications for the health of a person. And back then, my adrenals were constantly stimulated. So our adrenal glands, for those of you who are not aware of what these are, they're little tiny walnut-sized glands that sit on our kidneys. And when we have a fight-or-flight response, they release hormones, cortisol and epinephrine, which is adrenaline, and it creates this this fight-or-flight response, kind of like if we were to be running away from a tiger, we would create that response inside of us. And when you have prolonged chronic stress like that, it creates an uh, inflammatory response in the body. So I grew up with digestive problems. I couldn't really go to the bathroom very well. Well, and quite literally, I had a hard time digesting my life, right? So I was always metaphorically running away from this proverbial tiger that we're speaking of. You know, of course, there wasn't a real tiger, but the body knows no different. And so from a very young age, when I couldn't intervene and keep myself safe and chaos would break out no matter what, and if I would hear like doors slamming or yelling or whatever it was, and I wasn't able to prevent that, that's when I would dissociate. I would leave my body and just kind of be like a body without a head, right? I was there, but I wasn't there. So it's been a really difficult time for me to be able to stay embodied. And this is a practice that I've been consciously working towards for about four and a half years to stay inside of my body. Because any time that there's trauma or stress, my first defense is to check out and dissociate. So it has been a process for me to bring those parts of myself back into my body. And then there's still times where I notice that I will use those coping mechanisms that I would use as a child because this programming is so deep inside of our, well, my DNA, but if you deal with something similar, then it's in your DNA too. But being hyper attuned to my environment is something that I naturally have now. And it's actually became one of my biggest gifts. So with my kids, for example, I know what they need without them even needing to tell me, although I do encourage them to tell me so that they can develop that communication so that when they talk to other people, they can communicate their needs. But for me, I'm so attuned to the needs of others that it takes extra effort for me to be able to put up like a boundary around that and be like, okay, like maybe I'm stepping too far into helping and I need to step back and ask myself what it is that I need because that's one of those things that kind of happen is this kind of almost is on the edge of creating codependent relationships with, with other people. And for me, I know and I'm aware of when this happens, so I'm able to step back and give myself what I need. But back in the, back in the day, I really did not know that. You know, so it created a ton of chaos and throughout my life, I was running on that program without being aware of what was going on and it created a lot of suffering. 
which is kind of the topic here, is suffering, trauma, pain. Because those challenges in our lives do really turn out to be the biggest strengths. And what I mean by that is nowadays, well, first of all, I'm aware of when this happens, which is super helpful because awareness just penetrates any of these blocks and it clears them out, right? Awareness is like shining a flashlight in a dark closet and you notice things and you see things and it's like, okay, well, that monster in the closet, that monster that I thought was in the closet really wasn't even a monster at all. It was a coat hanging there. You know, it's not a nearly as big of a deal when we can actually be aware of the situation versus when we're running an unconscious program. But what I realized is that this actually prepped me for the work that I do today. Because when somebody comes to me, not only am I going to ask them questions, but I can sense things that they don't even know they're dealing with because of that gift that I developed being in the environment that I was growing up. It prepared me for my purpose today. And I want to say, all of us have these things. You don't have to necessarily grow up in that kind of environment to have gifts in your challenges. You just got to figure out what those challenges were and how you still can use what you learned from those challenges in your day-to-day living or your interactions with others or bringing that to your purpose in your career. Now, when I look at my past, I'm like, oh, my past is my training grounds for my purpose today. That's what that is. We all have that too. Because all of us have a past. And rather it's been super challenging or maybe not as challenging, it still comes with gifts. And we still form wisdom. Because you cannot get through this lifetime without having some kind of emotional disturbance or some kind of trauma. Of course, that's on a scale because there's severe trauma that really, really affects people all the way to to the point of like multiple personalities and stuff. And then there's, you know, lesser trauma that still has a very big impact in your life that can still offer you so much wisdom. It's all about working through those emotions, right? And so there's this really great quote that Joe Dispenza has, and he says, A memory without an emotional charge is called wisdom. And I just love that so much because it's true. And I can't even tell you how many people say, Cody, you have so much wisdom. You're so wise. And I really, really appreciate that. And I take that as one of the greatest compliments that I could ever receive because what that tells me is that I have healed so many emotions that I'm now able to look from a higher perspective at issues or problems or so-called problems, you know, and be able to see the higher purpose in that. And wisdom comes out of that, being able to see from that higher perspective and being able to put things into perspective. And All of us have access to that. So I hope by now you can see how our biggest challenges can become our gifts. We gain so much wisdom alone from our challenges. 
But I think the biggest gift that I have received when it comes to the story that I shared with you guys today is that I can read people and I can sense their blocks and I can sense what they need. Sometimes, like I said before, they even know at times. And by understanding what people aren't saying, I can help build rapport. People trust me. They feel comfortable around me. They feel safe. I know how to make people feel safe because I had to create a sense of safety for myself. Although back then it was in a different type of way. It was through coping with dissociation and trying to uh, make sure that I was diffusing any stressful situation. But now I've learned how to cope in much healthier ways, which then I can share with the people who need me to hold a safe space for them. Also, when we go through suffering and we go through these challenging times and we look at our suffering and we forgive our suffering and we accept it, allow it, and embrace it, then we can hold space for other people going through suffering. And I feel like my past, the stories that I have, can help humanize me, right? Because I do have this very spiritual side to me, but at the same time, like I have to bring that down to earth and be relatable to other people. But I don't think that I would have had this level of spiritual connection had I not went through that very tough training ground that I had in my beginning, in my very young beginnings. Another gift that came out of my past is that I am understanding of people. There is nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me look at you as if you are a bad person. Because I get it. I know that we do things that we don't really approve of or that we regret later on because of these traumatic experiences. Because nobody tells us that we're going through a training ground from a very young age, no matter what level that might be. We don't get educated on this. So we have to go in and look for the answers ourselves. And it's really nice to have a guide, somebody who has been through a bunch of stuff, because then if they've worked through that, then they do have a lot of perspective to offer. And it can help us to move from where we are to where we want to be in a much, much shorter amount of time. Because for me, I know I was like a blind man out there looking for the answers. And luckily, I finally answered my call because if I wouldn't have, then who knows what would be happening today. We, we all have a calling and we all have gifts to offer. And our past doesn't have to be a prison sentence. It can liberate us and, and then it can liberate other people. One of the biggest gifts that came out of my, my past, this experience that I shared with you, is that I know how to bring harmony to a group. I can sense many people at once. So if I'm in a group dynamic and I can sense that somebody over here is kind of stressed out about something, I kind of already have an intuitive knowing of how to help them and how to create harmony between many people. Because that was my role in my childhood, in my family, with my brothers, my mom, my dad, and whoever else was around. 
if there's interference within a group dynamic, I know how to navigate that in a much healthier way now. But the gift that came out of this is that I have that awareness and I would not have had that had I not had the experiences that I had from such a young age. So I want to invite you today, if you're ready, of course, don't force it because forcing it only causes more problems. But if you have been called to look into your suffering of your past somehow to find the gift out of that, then I encourage you to sit down and look at the pain. What was going on? And how did you approach situations during challenging times back then? What gifts came out of that? And if you're not able to access that at this time, then that's okay. Just set it aside and just set the intention that you will have the answers to these questions when the time is right. Because we can't force things. We have to just allow them to unfold as they are ready. But I promise you, every single one of us has skills that we've developed from a young age that are here to assist us in our purpose today. And I want this episode to inspire you into looking at what those gifts are that you have to offer to your purpose. Because a lot of us go through stuff, but it's always for a higher purpose. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week. I hope that you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and I will talk to you guys on the next one. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do me a huge favor and go over to iTunes and leave a five-star written review or share this with somebody that you know could benefit from the information and topics that we covered today. Thank you so much for your continual support. Be sure to check out the show notes below as I have linked a book down there for anybody who has been a child of domestic violence or alcoholism. It's a really great book that I have found helped me a lot. So if you're interested, make sure you check out those show notes. See you later.